What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 145 on six shortcuts to acquiring new clients. Welcome back, millionaires. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about some tips on how you can acquire new clients. And the good news is these tips are transferable. So that means it doesn't matter what industry you're in, whether it's cosmetology, whether it's real estate, whether it's sales, whether it's tech, whether it's anything. Right. Like I said, it doesn't matter what industry. The point is, these tips are going to help you acquire new clients for your business. Even if you're not the business owner and you're in sales or you're working with partners, it's going to help you acquire new clients and it's going to make you a leader in your business, in your job, in your company, in your industry with these tips. But before we get into that, I want to let you all know some digital products are on the way. I'm super excited because as we start to build off the branch of what Side Hustle Academy is, you know, we have a lot of people who come here, who join the platform, who are nine to fivers, who are looking for that side hustle that is for them, who are looking to take their passions and start off as a side hustle, but really accelerate it to the next to the, to the next level where it becomes their main hustle. Right. So we have some digital products on the way that are coming to help all our nine to fivers find that side hustle. And accelerated to take it to the top with our side hustle academy branches. So it's whether it's real estate, whether it's negotiations, whether it's software hacks, you name it. We got some digital products on the way. But that's what I'm excited about. But let's get it with today's content. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the number one passion and attraction podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every single one of you all who join us weekend week out. This is the only place right for tips and tricks on identifying your passions and attracting opportunities to make a living while living your dreams. So I want to start here with a little bit about myself, right? Because making the transition from corporate America and the the security of a 9 to 5 to entrepreneurship, at first it was very scary. And the scariest thing about it was the unknown. As I mentioned, corporate America, one thing it did provide was this blanket of security, right? Because it is all, it's all a false ideal because at any moment can an opportunity be taken away from you in corporate America. At any moment, can you be fired or can you be released or cut because of downsizing or whatever the case may be? Because you don't control the opportunity. Um, But the scariest thing of entrepreneurship is the unknown. Right. The 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 these things are not provided to you. It's not given. It's not handed down. Right. You have to create your own systems. You have to create your own processes. You have to find your own clients. Right. That's the first unknown. Where and how do I get clients? How do I make sure that I can consistently get the same clients or consistently get more clients on a weekly, monthly and annually basis? Because at the end of the day, stepping into entrepreneurship, you're faced with the the God honest truth is no clients equals no revenue. So I needed to position myself in front of more potential clients and I needed a way to convert. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, because through trial and error, 
I have identified six ways to attract and convert more clients for your business. And of course, like I mentioned earlier, these skills, these tips, these ways, these methods are transferable. You can literally use them for any industry. It's interchangeable. It doesn't matter what it is, what you're passionate about. You can take these and you can apply it to what it is that you are passionate about in the industry that you are in. Trust and believe, right? But I will say that with using these, with using these skills, with using these methods, it's going to ignite a huge shift in your mindset. And you're going to see what shift that we're talking about when we jump in. So let's dive right into it. The first method is, of course, the law of reciprocity. What is the law of reciprocity, right? It just means you give to receive, but you don't give and expect to receive anything. I'll run that back because it might went over your head, right? You give to receive, but you don't expect to receive. Well, how do you give to receive, but not expect to receive it, right? You're pretty much saying that I'm giving to you because I know I'm going to receive it tenfold, whether it's from you or from somebody else. You got to, you got to understand that these laws are divine and with anything that is divine, it means it's bigger than human. It's bigger than people. It's bigger than life and death. Is bigger than the physical. So when I say it's divine, I'm telling you, you're going to get it in so many different ways that you probably can't even expect that you can't even fathom. It may not always be a return monetarily. It may not always be a return as far as the time that you've given. It may not always be a return as far as the love that you've given, but there's going to be a return. You are going to receive something back from your willingness to just give and to give openly without expecting to receive, right? It means that I can give this person my time because I can tell that they really need it. I can tell that spending time with me is going to change their life. So I give without expecting to get anything from this person. Right? Like if you give to a homeless person, you're not expecting that person to pay you back. You're giving because you know that with that good deed, something's good probably going to happen to you later that day or that week. It's the same thing on a grander scale. Don't always look in as as charity as something that you give to people that are homeless, right? Charity is just being able to do things for people without expecting people to always give back to you. I'm going to say that again. Doing things for charity does not always mean doing things for the homeless because you can give to people without expecting people to give back to you. Because the law of reciprocity says, if you give, you shall receive. And whatever you give, you shall receive. This goes for the bad and the ugly too. If you give in ugly, if you walking down the street and you're just treating everybody nasty, it may not come tomorrow. It may not come next month. It may not come next year. But eventually that ugly catches up and you will receive that ugly. That's the law of reciprocity. 
The second law, the law of scarcity. I promise, I promise with the law of scarcity, there is more in what is few, right? You can promise more of what other people lack, right? You can promise more of what people lack. And what do I mean by that? It basically means essentially in the law of scarcity, people fear that they'll miss out on something. And the things that people feel like they're missing out on, you actually have an abundance of it. People feel like there's not the right coach for them or people don't have enough time to walk them through the process. People don't have enough skills to make them feel comfortable about jumping in. People don't have enough funds to get them to point A to point B. Right. With that scarce mindset that they have. You promise abundance. I do have those things. So you're lining yourself up that way. Very easy concept to understand. You just promise more of what is few. So if they're saying that they were lacking this, again, it goes back to the last episode of actively listening. When people communicate to you what the problem is, you communicate that you have the solution. In different ways. Again, you don't want to cut people off. You don't want to talk over people. You wanted to make make it seem like their idea. Go listen to episode 144 if you need a refresher. Law number three, the law of authority. You have to line yourself up as someone who is knowledgeable in their industry. You have expertise. And if you are not consistently growing your mind by reading, listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts, doing your analysis, your market research, your industry standards, and all that other stuff that comes with, you know, being a professional, then you're going to struggle with this law of authority, right? You don't have to be the smartest person in the world, but you have to at least come across as someone who at least knows what they're talking about. You know enough to put me in a better position than I am right now. You know more than me because I'm coming to you because I'm not the expert. You are the expert. You may not be the smartest expert, but you are an expert to say the least. And then at that point, you got to rely on, if you're not the smartest expert, you got to rely on other things like the law of reciprocity and the law of scarcity, especially that law of reciprocity. If you be a good person, you build relationships, right? You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. They people work with you because of what you stand for at that point. Because you got a lot of authorities, you got a lot of authority figures, a lot of very smart experts that don't consider that law of reciprocity that are not good people. So that's where the combination of these things goes a long way. Law of reciprocity, the law of scarcity, the law of authority. And then next we have the law of consistency. There is fortune in the follow up. When we meet somebody for the first time. We what do we do with their information? What do we do with that connection? Do we just talk about it like, hey, I met this really cool person. They were X, Y, Z. But we don't reach back out to them. We don't follow up. We don't, you know, you know, learn more about them. We don't, you know, check in, see how they doing. There's fortune in the follow ups. And even if, you know, we don't have to consider. Because everyone is not a sale. 
you don't want to look at people as sales. But I'm going to resolve or I'm going to always go back to sales because sales teaches a lot of life lessons. I've learned a lot about just how to treat people um, from having really good sales coaches. So I'm always going to take it there. I'm always going to take it back to sales. But when it comes to sales, it all, it's always the fifth, sixth, seventh touch where you actually get the sale. So let's 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 interchange the word sale and change that to relationship or bond. I like bond as the better word. Sometimes you got to follow up with a person four five, six times for you to build a true bond with them. Right outside of sales, we could take sales, we could separate sales from it. But if you're really good at sales, you're really good at building relationships. So that's why I always say sales is something that people should study, even if it's not an industry that you want to go into. I get that. But it's definitely something that we should study because it just makes us better listeners. It makes us better uh, former uh, mergers of relationships and it makes us better partners. If you look into the statistics of the CEOs of all companies. It's like more, I think it's the last time I seen it, it was like more than 80% of CEOs have come from a sales background. It's just because they're the most qualified. They're the most diverse when it comes to skill sets. So going back to the point, right? Cause I went on a little bit of a brief tangent consistency. You have to follow up with people. You don't just build these relationships. You don't just meet people and just like, okay, that was a cool engagement that I had. I'm never going to talk to them again. But if you feel that way, follow up with them, continue to learn more about them, continue to see if there's any room for you all to continue to stay in each other's lives and bring value to each other. But you only get a chance to figure that out through consistency. So again, I'm going to say it one more time. There is fortune in the follow up. And don't look at fortune again as finance and, 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 and money. It's deeper than money. Fortune is an abundance. Fortune just flows with follow up. So I can say there's abundance in following up with people, but that's not lean. That doesn't sound cool. There's fortune in the follow up. So start following up with the people that you need to follow up with. Number, I believe number five. Yes, the fifth law is the law of liking. The law of liking similar compliments means cooperation, right? Similar compliments, cooperation. If you are similar to this person, this is somebody that I could cooperate with because they remind me of myself. You never heard somebody say, you know, you know, this person is is promising me this, but I want to work with you because I like you. We, we had a nice little bond. Right. You may not be the smartest cookie in the bunch. You may not be the fastest. You may not be the, the strongest. But you made the team, you made the cut because the decision maker, whether it was coach, the administrator, the homeowner, whoever, the decision maker liked you. That's what made you stand out. Similar compliments cooperative. So if you can find ways to make yourself similar and make yourself relatable to people, that's the key word, relatability. How well can you relate to others? 
how well can you put yourself in other people's shoes to deal now build this bridge of relatability and, and, and relativity. I'm a like, I'm like you. I'm like you. I understand what you're going through. Within reason, right? Cause remember in the last episode, again, we don't, we want to avoid statements like I've been there and, uh, I totally understand, or I know exactly what you're talking about. You don't want to, when it comes to listening, right? But you can share when it's your turn to talk, you can share stories. You can, again, ask questions to build rapport, like finding out, you know, what made a person move to another city? What made a person, you know, go through this process? What made a person choose that career? What made a person decide to come to this networking event? Asking questions is a great way and really, quite frankly, the only way to learn about people. You only learn about people by asking questions. That's how I like to put it. Law number six, the law of consensus. The law of consensus. This is persuasion by the actions of others. And we use we call this the Jones effect in sales, right? It's pretty much using what everybody else is doing to persuade us to, to pretty much tell somebody this is what you should be doing because everybody else is doing it and no one is missing the mark by doing it this way. So why are you not doing it as well? I used to do this all the time with like uh, with when I was selling cable and Internet. Back in the day, back in the day. When you hear a person, especially especially when you hear already hear people associating you with like other people like, all right, so I'm selling, I'm selling Comcast and I'm just like, Hey, what you got for internet? And as soon as they be like, Oh yeah, my mama had y'all or my cousins got y'all. Once they say that, Oh, I already know I'm relying heavy on that law of consensus, that Jones effect. Now I'm about to just persuade them what other people are doing because they already associated me with people that they know and what other people doing. So I can either easily bring in auntie or the cousins into it. Well, if they got us, why you don't have us? I can do that too. But then I can also talk about, right? Yeah, they they probably got us because of the deals that we got. I actually just helped five other people before you get the same deal. They saving hundreds. So if I just help five people today, save hundreds of dollars on internet, you're going to be the six. That's that law of consensus. So you persuading people by the actions of others. And you can do this in many different aspects, many different industries. As you can see, you just got to find your lane. And again, to be to be clear, you find your lane by asking questions. You got to gather the data first. You got to get all the information and the more information you get, the easier it will be to apply all six of these laws. You may be able to only apply the law of reciprocity in the law of liking first. And then the law of consistency in the law of authority. And then the law of scarcity. And then lastly comes the law of consensus. Right? We already said it's fortunate in the follow-up. So you can't expect that you're going to have a person and you're going to build this amazing bond with a person, the first interaction. We already said that sometimes a lot of these strongest bonds are formed through friction. So your first interaction, you guys may discover you don't like each other. You may completely offend this person. 
but it's okay because it's fortune in the follow up. So you got to rely on that law of consistency and come on back to him. Come on back to him, especially if you got a good feeling that this is somebody that I need to be networking with. This is somebody I should be networking with. So there you have it, guys. You have those six laws and so many people claim to have formulas. So many people claim to have the playbooks and the programs designed to give you more clients. But I could tell you right now. If they don't involve these foundational laws and principles. It's not the program for you because I can tell you right now, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It may work for them. Right. Because you have systems and you have personality. Some people have the personality where they can be really good at sales. Naturally, that's what I learned quick. You got the people who doing all the high sales because they got a lot of personality. But then when it comes to training. They can't train worth a damn because they don't know the systems. You can't teach somebody to be you. You can't teach somebody to have your own twang and put your twang on it because they don't they're not they're not going to sound genuine. You're not going to sound genuine. If you made your own podcast and you tried to sound like me. People are not going to listen to your podcast because it's not going to come across as genuine. But if I give you a system. For how to start your own podcast and how to start your own podcast your way. People are going to listen to it because they like you. I can't I can't attract. I can't touch everybody who listen to podcasts. It's going to be people who listen to podcasts. It's going to be people who listen to podcasts. That are going to hear my voice for the first time and say I can't stand his voice. But that's what we got you for. If you get into podcast, right? So it's going to be people who don't like my business, but they love your business. So that's the beauty of systems. You should be working with people that are going to give you systems. They're going to give you playbooks. They're going to give you a a process and not people that are pretending to have these things, but they're built around personality and poise and the things that they personally have. Again, if they don't have. There's a lot of client attraction programs out there, but if they don't focus around those six principles, I can tell you right now, it's not the program for you. It does not work. And the reason why it does not work is because it's not easily replicated. It cannot be replicated. It just worked for them, but they cannot guarantee it will work for you because they're not using those laws and those systems, systems and processes will come but they'll never come if you don't first have foundations and that's what those laws are those laws are foundations that you build systems and processes around you build systems around how to get um how to uh utilize the law of reciprocity you build systems around how to utilize the law of consensus you build processes around how you're going to you know leverage the law of liking you get the point You build these things around the foundation, but you have to have the foundation first. So you can now use these shortcuts. You can now use these laws to qualify your systems, processes and your programs. So now that you have what the laws are. Whoever you decide to work with, because I'm a huge, a huge uh, advocate for mentors and coaches. 
finding programs and systems. Right now you have the basis. Now you have the foundation so that you can qualify and vet these systems, these processes, these programs, these coaches and these mentors to see if they're going to be a good fit. And if they're not just all cap and they're not these posers that are saying they can help you, but they don't really have the, 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 the foundational requirements that it takes to really help you. Because this is these are requirements. They're laws for a reason. These are natural laws, not man-made laws. These are natural laws. They are required. And what is also required is your mindset shifting towards abundance. You have to shift your mindset towards abundance. You have to know that there is enough opportunity for every single person you talk to, including yourself. There is not one thing out here. There is not one resource that is limited right now. That's the thing. With this whole capitalistic society and our understanding of supply and demand, we have to make things seem like it's scarce so that we can create a high demand. The thing is, it's an abundance. You can easily create an abundance of of everything. Right. But we have to make it seem like things are limited and things are scarce because the more scarce things are, the more we can charge you for it. Right. Oh, it's limited seating. It's limited seating. So because it's limited seating, I'm going to charge you more. Right. Jordan is known for this model, right? Though they can make, they can definitely make as many of the J's that they want, but what they do is they do limited amounts and they do a release. So when everybody lines up, they're sold out and then they go right on goat or StockX or whatever the case may be. And they're now on resale twice as much as what you paid, what you could have paid for in retail. They use this scarce model for marketing their shoes. Yeezy's just started doing this as well. This scarce model of we're going to only release a a certain number. And believe it or not, they don't want you to know this, but they have bots. They have people that actually buy the majority of these shoes at retail and then put them on StockX so that the company can make even more money. Is technically illegal. It's technically is technically technically illegal, but you is no way that you can really catch them in the act. And, and like I'm just saying, it and people are probably gonna say, "Oh, it's, that's a conspiracy." You can't prove that. We know. We know. Right. Pro tip of the day: application of all six laws guarantees you a new client and increases the probability of referrals. You, you, you apply all six, you can get a client without all six, but if you apply all six, you guaranteed to get that client and you most likely going to get that client to pretty much do sales for you. Word of mouth. Like, Hey, you gotta work with Kai. He did this, this, and that. He provided this, this, and that. He gave me this, this, and that. I went from here to here because of him. You guaranteed to get those types of referrals by applying those six laws 
man, I've even gotten great referrals in social media posts from only being able to apply for the loss. So I know applying all six is guaranteeing you a client and referrals. So that is how you really acquire new clients at an immense and high volume level. As always, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show, Millionaires. Thanks in advance for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become, especially if you apply the principles that you just heard today. Millionaires, one more thing. We have just built out our virtual community of new and aspiring real estate investors. So here's the thing. It's a 12 week program with a million dollars worth of real estate hacks and tips that can help you earn 100K a month and some. We are helping so many individuals get started in real estate with little time and money compared to the traditional ways of how it used to be done. But you can definitely schedule your call with one of our enrollment specialists to see if the program first will be a good fit or not with no obligation. So to schedule your free consultation, the link will be in the show notes. And with that said, just remember to keep focused, build momentum and drive results so you can live abundantly. Hey guys, so thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind podcast has went global. The number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now, with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course the United States. With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, we are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.